This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. This week, we've been promising you more shows talking about AI and politics, and we're excited to finally get our friend Bart Myers on. This one's been a long time coming. Bart and I go way back. He's the founder of Countable, a platform to power supporter communities across all kinds of campaigns. We've used it before, and it's pretty powerful stuff. Uh, we hope you guys check it out. But Bart's also got a ton of experience managing AI risk. So Alex and I thought it was the perfect time to talk. Bart, welcome. Thank you, Joe and Alex. It's great to be here. Alex, where should we get started? Yeah, it, Bart and I had been messaging for what, Bart, like a month and a half to try to get this one locked in. So we're really excited to have this have this conversation. Well, the other part, though, was stuff kept happening. Oh, yeah. It was like every single day. Oh, yeah. I can't. Or like, Bart, you lost your voice. But we really do want to get to the to these questions about AI. So, Bart, before, before we get into it, I think it would be useful for our listeners to know a little bit more about your background. Sure. Um, so, uh, again, again, really, really fun to be here and uh, uh, long, long time listener, first time guest. Hey, um, so I come from a, a tech background. I've worked in in startups and technology for a long time and been watching the development of AI for a long time. Got into politics um, when I started Countable in 2014 um, and pretty quickly reached out to to Joe um, where I had been a volunteer back in the day on, on the Dean campaign and thought as we look at ways to make technology be a positive tool for politics in campaigning, uh, who better to talk to? And so I've, <clears throat> Joe and I go way back and Alex, and I, yeah. you and I now go way back too. Um, and <clears throat> what we have, what we have really tried to do in our work with Countable is to try to make sure that when uh, campaigns and volunteers um, engage with each other uh, online, that it's authentic, that it's real, it can be trusted. Um, and so we've been dealing with the threats of kind of precursors to AI, machine learning, bots, spam. You know, we've heard a lot about kind of the Russian troll farms that have been uh, trying to manipulate voices in the U.S. And, that, you know, this goes back now a number of years. We go back to the 2016 election cycle when you think about the, all the Facebook, Cambridge Analytica, uh, Russian influence. Well, those tools and those methods um, with AI today um, have have been amplified, and and that amplification takes on some pretty fundamental risks. Um, and so, at, at Countable, we think a lot about this because we are powering digital environments where people come together online uh, in in ostensibly safe environments. So we have to keep them safe, and so we have to find ways to basically counteract um, these bots and, and spam and, and so forth. What AI can do, uh, and we'll talk about this in a few different ways, but what AI can do and where, where a lot of the risk comes in 
is that it can really make it hard to, to determine that someone is not real, uh, that they are in fact, right. uh, fake. Um, and so that's, that, that's, that, that's going to have a lot of different, different ramifications. And, and I think we're just starting to see the beginning of it. Yeah. I remember when we first started out, uh, I mean, when bots started to be a thing, uh, you were one of the first people I reached out to, to try to figure out, you know, how to, how to handle it. And, and, and back then it was actually kind of easy in the beginning to, to, to recognize when, you know, when it was a bot, uh, although it got harder, but, um, yeah, they, they so were you're pretty saying this really, this, this makes it, it makes it, uh, a much much bigger uh, problem and hurdle. It does. It does, and it's it's probably the underreported side of the equation. Um, what we're hearing most about, other than AI, is going to kill us and lead to grand exterminations, a la um, you know uh, 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 Terminator, etc. Um, which we we will we will. I, I mean, I'm just going to say from the outset, I don't I don't think we should we should take on kind of a doomsday perspective here. I think this. This conversation where I try to take these conversations is really to be, there's a warning, right? We need to be aware. We need to put in place countermeasures. And then we need to be thoughtful about better ways going forward to start to, to address this. We, could, we can talk about, talk about that in detail. I think the thing that we hear the most about um, is the deep fake risk. Mm -hmm. And you're starting to see that already, right? We're seeing some funny, serious, terrifying you know, clips of Trump or clips of Biden, and they're saying things that are either ridiculous or um, inflammatory that clearly are not things that they would say in real life, um, or at least be caught saying in real life on on camera or, or on on sound recording. Um, and I think that that that's a sens pretty sensational use of the technology. It's a powerful use that I means really compelling. When you think of, when you look at the quality of those, those, and you get, you guys have seen these, like the yeah. heard them, they're pretty good. Um, it's hard to discern. Alex and I had a, had, had a, uh, one of our, our, our candidates already been, uh, you know, w was hit with, with, uh, multiple, you know, deep fakes. And it was, it's pretty impressive how, you know how tough it, it is already yeah. uh, to know. Yeah. It, and and we're talking about somebody you've worked with. You know, you know yeah. uh, their inflection and stuff. And it was, you know, is it, it, it wasn't perfect. You could tell, but it was. It's getting it's getting really difficult. Well, the the interesting thing, Bart, that we've struggled with was and a good example in in 2017, we were under crazy bot attacks in the Jones campaign. And, and, oh yeah, and it it was like you know ten, twenty, thirty thousand attacks a day. But a lot of times it would be like ten thousand very obvious looking bots would tweet the same thing, mm -hmm. which obviously yep. there are problems that that posed. But it was like like you mentioned at the top, it, it was pretty easy to tell. And actually, sometimes we figured out later they were starting to telegraph what Roy Moore would do a couple of days later, which was really fascinating. <laughs> but. It's not mm -hmm. so much that, you know, even with a platform like Countable, where, you know, for our listeners, um, we've used it to great effect for a, a, a way for people to tell their own stories via video. And it's a really cool tool where, you know, and it's evolved beyond that now. But, uh, you know, one of the things we always went to it was, was this, this sense of real, the sense of it's someone's face yeah. to a camera telling their story. And now with deep fakes, it, it, it really does kind of call into question that sense of real 
maybe not accountable, not 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 accusing your no, platform. No, no, I'm just saying, like it, 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 it's scary. It is scary, and and I think the 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 point that you guys just made about seeing can't seeing like a campaign that's not necessarily somebody that you see all the time in the press. I mean, we we we've gotten to know Biden and Trump as as mm-hmm. personas over decades, right? If it's if it's a local assembly race or if it's a local congressional race and you haven't really seen that individual, you know, out there that often, it's much harder to discern, hey, this is real or fake. And I think the thing that's going to be uh, where where we're going to see bad actors starting to weaponize, in particular, deep fakes, uh, as the as the candidate or as a kind of a persona that is an influencer, if you will, um, is where it's close to reality, but it's not reality, right? It's it's where it's close enough that it's believable, but they're making slight tweaks to either capture something that might have been said in passing. And then that is inflammatory enough. And that, that could be enough to, to change. I mean, think, thinking about the, the, the more race, like the, how many votes was it? Like we're, we're in a situation here yeah. where, where it's, it, you know, it could, some of these races are going to be very, very tight. And what somebody can do with, with a deep fake is, is, can be, you know, very damaging. It gets so, even more. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say the, the thing that, that, I, you know, even even with the deep fakes, though, that are, you know, that you notice them and you realize, oh, that's, you know, that's that's fake. One of the things that I think is going is going on, though, is that it, it, good or bad. I mean, a, a good deep fake or a bad. I mean, in terms of like whether it, it, it's close enough or not, it's it's basically further eroding trust. And like, what do you know, yeah. you know? What's what's real? What isn't real? If you're asking yourself that question, then you've then then trust in what's really happening is 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 being eroded. Um, it, it, how, it these. I mean, what's your sense of that? Is it is it going to be? It, 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 are we going to really have a a tougher time in the next you know this cycle, 2024? Is it going to be, you know, is it just going to be so damaging to trust? I mean, how do you trust an account? Um, I don't know. What do you, have you have you thought through this, or you have any 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 reaction to that? Yeah, uh, I mean, this is it, it, it. It's going to be the question, and I mean, to some degree, we've already fought this, right? You, you know, we're we're already, you know, if you're on the left, if you're on the right, you've sort of decided. What are your trusted sources of information? If it doesn't come from that trusted source of information, you're like, well, it's probably BS or a lie or something that's that's um, pretty extreme. I think that where where over the last few years we've seen memes and messaging uh, and accusations, which are not deep fakes, but just accusations, mm-hmm. come out from kind of the, the 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 deep bowels of the internet, and then. All of a sudden, they appear on on you know Breitbart and then Fox, and then you see you see a, you know a number of folks out there then starting to tweet it like it's truth. We're we're already kind of I think we we already have this this kind of reality trust question all the time. Where I think deepfakes start to become more problematic is for a swing voter, for a moderate, for somebody who. Um, might be swayed or, or, or can, can be more easily swayed by maybe questioning both sides and saying, I don't necessarily trust either of these, right? And 
And and then that starts to kind of throw this whole, I mean, it's already a mess, right? Well, let's, let's, let's think about if you see that quote come out now as a tweet and it's from the, 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 the deep fake or whatever, and it, let's say it's from the candidate or somebody who claims to be the candidate, there's no longer Twitter verified. So we can't look at the check mark and say, oh, I trust that because I know that's from the campaign. Anybody could create an account that claims to be that individual. They could buy the check mark, they could put up the video, they can distribute it, and they can get it out there on these platforms. And even if it's caught and taken down, it can do a lot of damage. Um, so there's there, there there is a problem that uh, about that kind of trust and authenticity of who is making the post, where is it coming from, you know. And and candidly, it's going to be it it's it we we can't stop it at the media generation level. It's going to be out there, um, but campaigns need to be on top of it. At, you know, really fast. I mean, I think that's that's one of the most important things is going to be tracking where those spoof accounts come from and 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 et, et cetera. And I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. The the bigger issue, which I know we'll get into, is spoofing real people as supporters, as voters, and the kind of damage that can do as well. That we need to be thoughtful about. At least in the event that somebody is trying to claim to be us, we can. You know, we should be monitoring anything that comes out that is us, and we can come out and say, "Hey, that's not me. That's a deep fake." You know, don't trust that. But in turn, all of this is going to the, the 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 building crescendo here is what can you trust? Um, and and that's where I think we we and that goes way beyond our conversation here today. It's not just about the election; it's about media and voices in general. And you know, over you know in in we've already felt a lot of it and i think it's just going to continue to get more and more problematic and make it harder and harder to speak to uh folks with opposing viewpoints and have a reasoned debate uh or discussion um because they're going to be perhaps proceeding from entirely bogus data or information that they believe is true well one of the the what you, I think you hit the nail on the head because it really is a, a perfect storm here, right? I mean, what it, it it's almost like the the platform has you know it is just as important, if not more important, than the actual content itself. I mean, you could see a world where a deep fake gets put out on something like a a, a Twitter or a social media network. You know, uh, let's say the deep fake Trippy. Trippy goes out on his Twitter and posts something saying, I didn't say this. But if that person is not exposed to his actual Twitter, they could on, there's a case that they could only ever see the fake. Yeah. So it there there is this kind of question of platform that there's got to be some kind of weight here. Well, you can also do it at scale now with AI in a in a in a way that I just think can happen so big so fast that, that, that the real person, you know, we were in the campaign, um, the campaign didn't spot the fake. It was, it, it was a, you know, some, uh, a smart supporter out there who, who immediately called it out as a fake. And then, you know, the campaign could respond, but by then, you know, thousands of people yeah. had already, you know, spread it. Yeah. And there's really no way to, to prove something like technically it's, it's, we don't have a way to fingerprint content as being authentic or not. You know, this is, 
this is pixels and audio files and, and extremely manipulatable from that standpoint, um, uh, unfortunately. And, and so it's, yeah, we're, we're in, we're in murky waters here, guys. It's, it's, well, it's also, it's I mean, it's turbulent. not just politics, as you point out, Bart. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I think brands need to worry about this. I mean, it, it, you know, there could, it, you know, I've, I've often just, you know, thought that, um, uh, that there's a whole bunch of people out there who kind of, I mean, you know, corporate America and other places who kind of like look at all this stuff and think about the political implications that don't, but don't kind of understand uh, how it could impact, uh, you know, j just every level of, uh, right. of what's happening out there in, in the media, at corporate brands. Um, you know, you somebody, you know, could, you know, with these tools, uh, you, you know, can really manipulate um, yeah. the image of a brand, of a candidate, uh, uh, you know, of a media, uh, you, you, know, you know, a journalist. Uh, and, and, it, it's not just, imp, you know, like, I, I mean, we haven't, I'm not sure I've seen an, a deep fake uh, in, you know, of, uh, of, uh, that was effective that, you know, could impact like the war in Ukraine or something like that. But, but we're, we're going to get there, I, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah, uh, and how uh, do we... I'll, I'll tell you a story on that one. We sure. briefed um, the, the uh, team of the internal team in, in, in Congress and then the vendor uh, community that supports congressional messaging on the risks of, uh, a, let's say Russia, um, spoofing real Americans. So you, you've heard about all these data breaches of like Americans, you know, information or whatever, getting, you know, credit card details, et cetera. There's a lot of our information that's available publicly and both legally and illegally. And if, if you were, uh, if you wanted to influence lawmakers on, Ukraine, you could relatively easily, without a ton of sophistication, spoof, you know, thousands of real Americans contacting their representatives and saying, hey, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not happy with the progress in the war in Ukraine. I think we should get out of it. I mean, that's that. And, and arguably that has to be happening. Like there have to be bad actors right now out there starting to weaponize these, these tools. And that's, I mean, that, that, that's pretty scary. Um, candidly. And I mean, fortunately, you know, we're all, we're all watching for it. We're keeping an eye on it. Um, but there again is going to be another risk of trust being impacted where lawmakers are not going to question, is this constituent communication or this, this message that I got from this person or these people, is that in fact real people? Um, and I think that, that by the way, parlays into another uh, risk and issue and area that I just think all the campaigns need to be really, really aware of going into this next cycle, which is um, the, 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 the leads that we're getting, the information that we're getting, the, the poll responses, the, hey, we're going to attend this event. You guys remember the, the event that uh, Trump held in, I think it was in Texas, and nobody showed up mm -hmm. because they, they thought they bought the tickets online. Yeah. It was like a bunch of K-poppers <laughs> over TikTok. Like Alex and I were not involved in that. Alex and I were not involved. Don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, don't recall. I remember laughing about it. Yeah. So the the event that we know nothing about and we're not involved in that happened. That is this be because earlier I said repeated. there were deep fakes uncountable? Is that why you're going here, Bart? <laughs> 
I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and, and so, but that, that concept of, and I think we're, we're all going to be uh, vulnerable to that in terms of campaigns and events and just, can you trust the data that's coming in? Can you verify the authenticity of the individuals? Um, and that gets into, there, there are a bunch of tools and best practices and that gets way more in the weeds, but um, that's, that's something that I think is, is underreported and is going to be another significant impact of this because basically with AI, I could take a message that says, you know, I don't support the war in Ukraine for these reasons, blah, blah, blah. And then I could have ChatGPT or any of these generative AI tools write 15,000 variants of it. And it would right. cost very little. And then send them as those individuals. Or I could say, to, you know, I could, I could, could in, and I, I think we're going to see this happen in primaries before we do in the, in the actual general, where you're going to see one candidate, um, you know, sort of a bad actor consultant who's gotten their hands on these tools out there, you know, wreaking havoc on the other campaign um, because it's, it, it will, it will detract from resources and time at a minimum to deal with that versus running your campaign. Well, also part of me just from, you know, look, it, you know, when you look at consultants out there, uh, you know, what, what, what we all know is that negative campaign ads work better than positive campaign ads. I mean, it's just a fact, you know, people respond to the negative more than they respond to the positive. Um, and so it doesn't take long before two consultants on both sides um, you know, literally at some point start to, you know, basically the whole campaign turns negative and they start attacking, uh, attacking each other's uh, candidates and ads. Um, with AI, as you said, you could like launch digital that's, that's aimed with like 21,000 different variations and, and it's all going to go, you know, in other words, it's, it's going to make what, what's already happens in our politics in my view even even with people who are just just you know basically taking negative campaigning to the next level it will make our politics that much worse um it break down trust etc and it's likely that's the likeliest uh like kind of uh least worst level i mean what i'm trying to say is that that's going to happen just because that's the way uh, these campaigns work anyway. Um, it's very rare that you see a campaign say, "No, what? We're we're only going to run positive ads because we're going to be the the campaign that breaks away, what makes out of that cycle." But if this, if that cycle is then driven by AI, and and actually you start to know, have a good sense, uh, AI gives you a better sense of what Bart's really afraid of, so that <laughs> the negative messaging that Bart gets is different than the negative messaging that Alex gets. Cause we, we all know Alex is really afraid of a lot of really weird stuff. So <laughs> we don't need to talk know, those, about that on this show. That's like yeah, a whole we, we other show. We maybe I want to want to get into that. But my point is that's, that's like just like a simple um, impact of how AI can, could you know, could really drive things in a, in, in a far worse condition than they already can we are. flip this though just a little bit because yeah. bart at the top you were you you made the point that this is not all doom and gloom and i want to be a little positive right. because we still have to talk about threads 
But like, there's got to be, and this is actually a listener question from Darian in Kansas City. I think that might be our first Kansas City listener question. Uh, Darian wants to know, is there anything good coming around the corner from the AI revolution? You keep talking about how bad things might get, but it has potential, right? And I I did ask this question after 20 minutes of bad, so I feel like it was appropriate. There is a lot of good also. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one, one kind of example of this that I think is, is just really, really exciting. I mean, the, the, um, the, the time and cost to launch a campaign is significant, even, a even in a small race. And, and you guys know this firsthand. And that, that means that there's a, there's a lot of people who I think would consider running, who will say no to running, even in, you know, for a dog catcher or, or county, you know, assembly seat or, um, you know, getting into politics is a pain and it's difficult. And uh, you hear a lot of horror stories about it. And, and when, you know, when you talk to folks who do it, you know, they spend a lot of time on, on very time consuming tasks, like creating marketing collateral for their campaign, writing tweets, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's like the bread and butter stuff, but it, it has to be done. It takes a long time. And these are areas where um, AI can be super helpful, helping you come up with content, helping you come up with imagery, helping you come up with the brand or announcement for your campaign. Like the, the stuff that really, you know, sort of ChatGPT was designed to help with and generative AI is designed to help with in a positive way. It can be, I think, a, a game changer for um, politics and, and so forth. We have um, worked with and, and been through the Higher Ground Labs um, Accelerator. And um, they, one of the companies, I think, that went through HGL, they've been incubating, is called Quiller. Um, and Quiller is, a, is really designed to be a progressive AI platform for content generation for campaigns. And they are getting ready to be kind of fully up and ready for 2024 in support of helping with a lot of this kind of thing. And, I, and look, I know there's a lot of other things happening like that, and you guys probably have a good list um, as well. But but yes, there's there's a lot of positives. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, other, the other just brief sort of quip I would say is that, you know, all of like the, the, the best thing that candidates and campaigns can do now is to be informed and be aware and be on the lookout. And basically, if you're, if you're generating your list for your donors and for your supporters, et cetera, vet it, make, you know, make sure there aren't bad actors in there make sure that these are real people. There are a lot of ways you can do that. Um, and then as it relates to the deep fake stuff, I mean, you just got to be ever vigilant, uh, as you guys have said, like, we all need to be on the lookout. We need to have our our campaign teams and our supporters on the lookout to help us catch these things. And, you know, hopefully you can get them before too much damage is done um, and just keep at it. But, you know, if you go into it blind with what's happening, that's the worst, right? So, Bart, before we let you go, we got to talk about what has happened since we've been trying to get you on. <laughs> Obviously, Twitter has almost completely imploded. Um, today, the search function stopped working for a while. I don't know if it is. <laughs> started working again. Um, I use TweetDeck like eight hours a day for my job, and I don't know what that what's going to happen to that. So who knows? I know a lot of our listeners do too. Um, so Facebook slash Meta just went ahead and launched uh, what's essentially Twitter for Instagram. 
Um, there's already a lawsuit, um, but it's actually kind of fun. I know Joe and I have been kind of enjoying our time on Threads. I don't know how long it's going to last, but where do you see the ecosystem? How does that all fit into this? And and, and you know what's next there? Yeah, um, what a nightmare! <laughs> what a, what a nightmare! And just it's watching watching two billionaires going at it is uh, is is at least entertaining in a in a in a slightly terrifying way. Um, you'd think there would be better things to do with your time than call each other names and. And so forth, which is another of the events lately. Um, I, I mean, but but seriously, in in response to your question, um, we have entered a, a period of, like five years ago, ten years ago. You know, we would have said Facebook and Twitter; those are that's it, right? That's where that's where the audiences are, and and YouTube, and that's where we can go and find them. And today that list is growing and growing and it's becoming extremely fractured uh, where you have Instagram and TikTok on one end and now you've got threads and Twitter and a lot of different sort of Twitter clones and new decentralization options like Noster, which is what Jack Dorsey has been working on. And then you've got, you know, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and these kind of more specialized social networks and, and environments where, where people are hanging out. And it's, it's, the, the fracturing is also demographic, um, where you have sort of millennials hanging out on Instagram and on, um, on TikTok. Um, and, and what it, it, in, independent of like what it means for the world and society and, and so forth. I mean, you guys in, in campaigning, Twitter was a, was a really unique tool and, uh, still is a really unique tool and threads has those elements. We'll see if Threads has that audience and if Threads is really going to be able to sort of recreate what what was the magic of Twitter is kind of the place where news broke, where people would, um, you know, quickly engage. And, and I mean, it, it, as you said, it's like an incredible tool for that, an incredible tool to get near real-time information that nothing else has quite replaced. Um, but as a campaigner and as 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 you think about the challenges for now campaigns in general and for you guys too, I mean, like now we have to have a strategy to be on 15 different potential social networks to at least own our real estate, have our name out there, have our updates out there and have it be like totally appropriate and have enough of an audience in those places that it doesn't look like we're, uh, we, we don't have fans or supporters. Like it's, it's it's a mess, and I think it's only going to accelerate further. Um, and I, you know, I think I think a lot of them are still are, are here to stay. I mean, Facebook's here to stay, and Instagram and so forth. But um, there will be more and more of these niche networks that start to emerge. And in fact, you know, I think one of the one of the potential reactions to the AI risk is that you know at at, at some point we may have an, an aha moment and say. We need an official government channel where official candidates post information that is authentically theirs and where where citizens can engage and there's some validation of our identity and our being real people and not bots. And that it that becomes the the sort of nexus of of finding campaign information that is trust trustworthy and verifiable. Um, because I just don't I don't think that we can trust the private industry variations of these tools to provide that level of of security in the long run but, but Bart, you know i think if, if someone offered that 
the social network offered that today, there'd be lots of people who would sign up for it. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see whether somebody decide somebody else, not government, but decides that that's the route they want to go, where you, verified identity of everyone, um, yeah. you know, et cetera. Uh, because you're right. I mean, basically, what's going on is the same fragmentation that happened with with broadcast media. They went to cable and it kept fragmenting and fragmenting and smaller channels and smaller channels. Right. And, you know, now, I mean, and, and now you've got, you know, just fragments of media everywhere and bad, and none of it good journalism. Um, or, you know, I mean, in terms of broad based viewed or, or consumed journalism that we all trust, that's that went with the fragmentation. And it seems to me that's also what's happening. Um, uh, you know, with with Twitter, with threads, with all of it is it's, it's, you know, more channels, more fragmentation. And, yeah, people can settle in in their zone somewhere. But there even the zones are um, even the silos that people are in are fragmenting and getting weirder and smaller or, you, you know, or or or, or niche. Uh, so it's going to be it, it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. Personally, um, I, I think uh, Threads it reminds me a lot of early Twitter. Um, mm. I mean, just the energy, the 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 newness of it, even though it's you know, it's it's uh, 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 not not quite all there. Uh, it's going to be it because I think that they, yeah, I think it could I think it could replace Twitter over time. Um, if they got some other stuff right, but who knows? But like you said, then it's two billionaires, and and the the, the you know I, I said at the time uh, this wasn't the cage match I was expecting, but um, it's probably better than the two of them getting in a cage. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, but I I do I I think there's a there's a lot about the idea of having a a trusted network for verified. Um, leaders where they where where we know that is that that is always going to be sort of a, a sanctified place for engaging hearing knowing for candidates etc um and for individuals who are willing to validate their identity and their their citizenship right. etc which i mean it comes with lots of equity oh, sure. concerns and how to how do we make sure people should have access and have access and uh, but it's a conversation that that needs to happen, and I, you know, I hope I hope it can happen soon. I'd love to be part of it, guys. That's as good a place to end as any. We're just about out of time. Hey, Bart, thanks for joining us, and thanks everyone for listening to that trippy show. Uh, Bart, where can listeners look you up uh, and find out more about what you're up to? If you go to countable.com, you can find out uh, about what we do, and uh, you can also see some of our our. Um, ideas and thoughts on the AI front. Uh, we have a whole AI action center there. Um, and I'm Bart at Countable.com. Hit me up. A reminder that this podcast will always be free and is part of Resolute Square. Check out the latest at ResoluteSquare.com slash Trippy. Please subscribe to that Trippy show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. You can always send us a question to that Trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question and a review on iTunes. We'll link to... Uh, to some of Bart's stuff uh, and Countable uh, in the show notes. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again, Bart, for joining us. Thanks, guys.